0: um we are going to be talking about these good neighbor projects but uh, a couple in our church um did a wonderful good neighbor project uh, just about a month ago so i want to invite connie and andre to come on up and share with us a little bit about uh kind of what you did to reach out and connect with your neighbors and that will kind of get us started welcome connie and andre uh Come on, welcome, Connie. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to come up here if they don't get an applause. I promise them an applause. So, um, so, Connie, I know that you had kind of an epiphany while you were walking around your neighborhood. So why don't you share about that experience?
1: Well, the epiphany. Um, the thing was, you know, the, you know, our church has always been about good neighbors. You know, be a good neighbor. I love God. love your neighbors. And it's like, drew me to this church, and I was excited about that message. It spoke to me, because over the years, I really have had this inkling of wanting to know my neighbors and never have. And I've, we've lived in multiple places, and no matter where we went, we never knew our neighbors. Hmm. And so that message just spoke to me, and it's, you know, this Good Neighbor Project, everything about it. Then um, Hannah and Tim, they did Mission Essentials last year, and I was involved in that as well. And it was like, get connected, get connected. It's like, oh so uncomfortable and I have so little margin in my life and I know that's probably all of us we've got this much margin, how do we do this so I took my bread and my fish to God and said this is what I got <laughs> this is all I've got, The little bread, a little fish I can, I can, when my day opens up, I'll walk my, na- walk, my walk my block it's all I'm going to do, this is all I've got God I'll walk the block, so I prayed mm-hmm. and I went out the door and over here was a neighbor and I walked the opposite direction. I'm going, what the heck am I doing? You know, it was just, it was so uncomfortable. And so, but I turned around. I turned around, and as God convicted me. Yeah, go the other way. <laughs> so I, you know, met the neighbor, visited. And every time I, you know, just every month all through the, that month, I was just praying, go out the door. And one day I grabbed Andrea, let's go for a walk together. And as we walked out the door, there was a neighbor out there playing with their grandchild, and and we just visited. And he said... I always have wanted to do a block party. And I'm going, block party? That's, that wasn't the, the depth of my heart. I want to do a block party. And here he was. And I'm going, God, that's great. So I got his name, and then it built from there. But it was about that desire to get connected. We have to be connected to do God's work. And it's, so it was a piece that was really yeah. um, needed, or I wanted, for us. So now.
0: So, Andrea, yeah, why don't you tell us kind of how the block party unfolded and how that turned out?
2: well let 's see time said it's about a month ago, and prior to that we had probably a month of planning for it so uh, we got to we found three neighbors I guess that were interested in joining us and sponsoring this. so we got together and did some planning and figured out uh, what we might serve to people and uh, invitations and getting them out to the neighborhood, walk the neighborhood to meet those people and leave uh, an invitation with them to join us and then uh, on the day that we were doing it it was about like today and we got a huge storm about uh, we said we were starting the buck party at what two.
1: At two We set up to start three That's at two yeah two o'clock and
2: before. right at two we got a huge downpour of rain so are we going to do this today or not? And so
0: I was texting Connie <laughs> to stress her out a little bit. Hey, Connie, are you still doing your block party?
1: And was, I mean, it was not just, you know, raining. It was torrential. It was a river running down the center the of the street. street. It know? was just like, really?
2: <laughs> yeah, so we just kind of held off, and then it cleared after about an hour. And so we were all debating, well, are we going to do this or not? So we ended up said, yeah, we're going to go ahead and do this. So we had some little. Coverings that uh, we could uh, put uh, grills out and uh, food, so we started doing that. And then we also used, decided, well, let's move into the garage with food, so if it does come again, that we could do that. So um, the f- people that were organizing it all got together and said, well, we wonder what's going to happen, and suddenly people started showing up, and it was a lot more than we expected.
0: And, and let me let me set the dramatic mood for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All of a sudden, like right as it was about to start, they were nervous. They weren't sure if it was going to happen. And then the clouds parted. Yeah, that's and right. And the sun that's came right. out. No, and I mean, quite honestly, uh, they invited me. I was the um, secret uh, Cross Creek resident that was in the Traditions block party, but they invited me. Everybody kept saying, where do you live? i was like, uh, don't live on this block, but I just like barbecue. Um, but... But I was like, I was nervous when I was pulling up. I was like, I don't know. And as I walked out, there's all the neighbors were coming out, and what a great event. You probably had the vast majority of your block there, mm-hmm. right, and met so many people and made all those connections, and how has that, how has that changed kind of your relationship with your block
2: in the last month? Um, it's uh, improved dramatically. I mean, we know people mm-hmm. now. And we so know names. Just... <laughs> One example, across the street we found out that one of our neighbors works for uh, the trash company. And I said, anytime you've got <laughs> trash that doesn't fit in your garbage can, just bring it over. And so twice now we've used to get rid of <laughs> stuff that stuff. Uh, you need Wendy to know
1: your neighbors. <laughs> got picked
2: up. And uh, one of our other neighbors works for a uh, food supplier and got discount uh, meat for the barbecue for us. Yep. Uh, learned another neighbor... Who uh, works for the police department who said, hey, anytime that you see something suspicious going on or you question something, give me a call and I'll look into it and have the police look into it. So just the fact that we're getting to know them better is a big thing. One bonus that uh, our son and his family have moved in with us while they're having a house built and so they happened to attend that day and they said, this is fantastic. We get to know the neighbors right away. And he said uh, of all the places that we've lived, probably four different homes with him, it's the first time he ever knew all the neighbors. And so he felt comfortable when we were on vacation living there and knowing that the neighborhood was uh, surrounded by people that he knew and uh, everybody had their interest at heart. Okay, one
0: last question,
2: simple one. Was it
0: it hard to do it? Really? I mean I know it was hard kind of get – but what –
1: it was fun. Okay. i sorry to say it. was
2: hard. I mean, you had to have the initiative to do it, and that's sometimes right. you yeah. had to break through and figure out, okay, I'm up for going to each person's house and yep. meeting with them. and um, mm-hmm. yeah. so it, But after you did it, there was rewarding. reward in it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's thank Connie and Andre for sharing their story um, and being such great examples to us. Um, I just love that, and you know, if you uh, want to be a good neighbor, you could have the motive of, you know, because Jesus told you to, or you could have the motive of, you know, somebody can help you take away extra trash, and maybe you can get discount on me. Um, you know, there's all kinds of different motives. Either way, uh, we're going for the same thing. Well, today, like we said, uh, we want to kind of kick off. The Good Neighbor Project. And how I've been thinking about this, of course, we talk about these kind of values a lot. We talk about these ideas. um, And I think we all understand that this is an important part of of our faith is loving our neighbor. But I think what we need to – what I want to zero in on today is recognizing that this is really one of those issues that is a first things first issue. And let me explain what I mean by that. I think a lot of times we can get caught up in all kinds of different things. You know, I I have met people that have asked me questions, like really detailed questions about the Bible. And I don't mind detailed questions about the Bible. Um, You know, like, tell me what's going to happen, you know, at the end of the world. Like, tell me what this means. Tell me what that means. And, you know, sometimes... This is not not a good answer maybe for a pastor. Sometimes I'm like, I don't really know. And sometimes I've met, you know, I've I've interacted and I've been a part of Christian circles where it seemed like all the little details we're worrying about and picking on and thinking about. And, you know, uh, we can be a little bit guilty of that right here. We just spent the last 11 weeks through the book of Exodus. We were wandering in the desert for three months uh, talking about all these things. And those are important. And they're valuable, and it gives us depth, and it helps us understand the whole story of Scripture. However, you have to remember this idea of first things first. First things first. And I, I tell my, my kids this all the time, and we have this conversation. I love efficiency, right? And so, like, like if somebody's coming over the house, you want to clean things up a little bit, right? Right? And sometimes, like, my family members are, like, messing around back in the back closets. And I'm like, we got five minutes till go time, people. Get out of the closets. Come out and start on the most important things. Throw everything in the closet. Fine, you know. But first things first. You have to remember the first things first. And this is the, this is the kind of thing I tell my, tell my kids. But we need to remember this in our faith. First things first. Because things can get lost sometimes and it's a principle throughout scripture that that God really elevates the picture of love God love neighbor beyond other things. And even there is this kind of principle as well of first things first that Jesus gives us. In Luke chapter 16:10 Uh, Jesus was, you know, telling a parable and he summed it up in this way. He said, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. Kind of saying, if you are taking care of the most essential things first, if you can be trusted with those first things first... Then more will follow, and that's a great principle in life, making sure the most important things are settled first. And we need to – so we need to make sure that we do that in our faith. And just to give you an example of what the core of Christianity is, let's – I mean just look at just a snapshot of what the Bible says a lot of times when I preach, I like to focus in on a passage and kind of dig into it, and just like we've been doing through the book of Exodus. But it was hard, really, to pinpoint one particular passage for this message because, really, it's just over and over and over. It says the same thing consistently time and time again. Here's what the Bible says. Leviticus 19.18. You shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. There's the Old Testament talking about that. Matthew 19, 19. Honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Matthew 22, 37 through 39. Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Mark twelve thirty through 31. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. With all your strength, this is the first first commandment, and the second is like it. This, is this you shall love your neighbor as yourself? There is no other commandment greater than these. Um, Luke ten twenty seven. So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Romans thirteen nine. So those are Old Testament, the Gospels, Jesus saying, the writers in the New Testament. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. There's any other commandment. They're all summed up in this saying. Namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Galatians 5.14 For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Are you catching a theme? Uh, James 2.8 if you really fulfill the royal law according to Scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, over and over and over. It's so hard to even kind of just pick one because it's such a major theme in Scripture. It's saying first things first. If you do this, everything else will fall into place. couple more verses that are just... ...kind of strike at it and push us even a little bit more. John 13, 35. And I'd write this one down. John 13, 35. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples... ...if you love one another. Everyone will know you are my disciples if you love one another. Do you want to be identified and known as a follower of Christ... What does it take to be known as a disciple of Christ? You will be known as a disciple if you love one another. That's what it says. 1 John 4, 8. Write this one down too. This is good stuff. 1 John 4, 8. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. It is crystal clear and it's shouted from the rooftops over and over and over all throughout the scripture that this is the core. This is what it means to be a follower of Christ. And this is first things first. This is the core of Christianity is loving your neighbor. Love God, love your neighbor. So if we're people that are serious, about following God We should be experts Absolute experts In the concept of love That's what we should be experts on You know It would be great if we're all experts In Greek and Hebrew It would be great if we all could like Name off like the The the. uh the books in the bible in order it would be wonderful if we could know like all kinds of details and theological discussions and and tons of memory verses that would be wonderful do those things but its first things first is you want is we have to love our neighbor that's at the core of what it means to be a christian i think it is possible and i don't think Um, uh, And and I I have seen this, and maybe even some of us have fallen into this. I think it is possible to get so focused on all the other things that we miss the core. How could we do that? How could we miss the core? Being a follower of Christ means being more and more filled with God's spirit, and that is demonstrated by how we love our neighbor. We should today look at the people around us and have more love in our heart for them than we did a year ago. We should have more love in our heart a year from now than we did last year. And that is a great benchmark as to are we growing closer and closer to God. That's a great benchmark. And if there's ever a point in time in your life where you're getting more and more like critical or angry or or whatever at all the people around you, we have to check ourselves and ask ourselves, is, is my core, am I missing the core? Because this is the core. This is the first things first. This is what it means to be a Christian. And this is how people who are Christians are identified. Is by do they love their neighbor? And if you do not know uh, God, or you, if you do not know the love, you do not know God. Because God Is Love And so there should be an obsession A healthy obsession With this idea It should be something that we think about It should be something that we pray about It should be something that we talk a lot about And it should be something that we should be Like doing things on a regular basis To think about how can I love my neighbor How can I do it better This is the core of what it is And all other things Are secondary to this because this is the core. First things first. This is it. And so how can we show other people love? You know, I was thinking about and doing a little bit of uh, my, my own research and thoughts um, about being an expert in understanding how to love other people. And um, I have encountered this author on a number, um, a number of times. Um, and the name is eluding me and I don't have it written down on my notes. What am I doing? Uh, somebody can Google search it for me in a moment. Um, but the author of The Five Love Languages. Um, what is it? Chapman. Chapman. There you go. So he's a pastor and he's an <laughs> author and he's written these books about different love languages and he's done studies and said... Certain people respond in this way, that this is a picture of love to them. Other people respond in this way. And then a lot of times what we do is we demonstrate our loves in different ways. It's helpful for a married couple because if you don't know how your spouse under, or like, receives love, you could be kind of like speaking different languages. Um, and so he wrote a book and he studied and done research thinking about how, do, how is the language of love communicated? That's what, we should, that's what we should be thinking about, right? These are things that we should be focused on because we should have an obsession about how do we show and demonstrate love to others. This should be first things first um, in the way that we, we act and the way that we think about things and think about our faith. So here's some of the love languages, and we'll probably get into those a little bit more as we go throughout the series. But just to give you a kind of a a quick little snapshot on these things is that the five love, love languages by Chapman is words of affirmation. So words of encouragement, positive things that you could say to others, and how scriptural and how positive is that? Words of affirmation. Like that's what we try to do every time we gather. I hope we accomplish it a little bit, right? That we're singing songs that are like uplifting us, reminding us of what's important. We're saying and talking about things that are like God things and reminding ourselves of what's important. Hopefully, we're encouraging one another, praying for one another. But like this is just an easy, easy way as Christian people to show and demonstrate love to other people. It's just to speak A positive word of truth into somebody's life. It's life-changing. There's probably something that someone said to you over a decade ago. There's a couple people in here that don't remember a decade ago. But for most of you, you can remember something that somebody said to affirm or say something encouraging to you that happened over 10 years ago. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that powerful? And that's what, like, that's really, that should be right in our wheelhouse. As people of faith, we have a message that gives incredible affirmation to people. Guess what? God loves you. That's the most incredible message of affirmation there is. That's our message. God loves you. You can find forgiveness. You can have eternal life. You're not alone. Like these are the best words of affirmation you can ever give. And I've been trying to in my life because it's really easy to just kind of go along life and kind of have mundane conversations with people and just kind of, you know, like, like just, just, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? You know, those kinds of things. I've been trying, and it's really hard, but I've been trying to stop. And, like in those moments in time where there's a chance, say it to somebody. This past week, our family went out to dinner. We uh, went um, and got a steak at Outback Steakhouse, okay? We had to have one little uh, celebration night before we go back to the grind of school um, that is coming up this week. So we went out and had a steak. And um, we were there, and we had, you know, the server was taking care of us, getting us some food and all that different stuff, uh, being really pleasant, and my daughter stopped as the server was there, and she said, what wonderful service. Thank you so much. (laughs) And I was like, who is this kid? I would never think to, like, say that. And she was there, and she just, like, looked and smiled, and, like, the server just, like, lit up, and I was like, thank you. And, like, like, when the server walked away, I was like, Riley, that was so wonderful. Like, you had something nice to say to somebody. They were doing a nice job. Say it. And what a, what a positive thing. Uh, like, just a little word of affirmation. Me, it may be the best server or the worst server, and I'm probably not going to say anything. Probably tip them the same. But, like, when somebody, like, does something that is, like, positive, say it. And speak it out. So one of the ways, one of these love languages that sometimes people hear love from us, whether it be our family members, neighbors, or whatever, is hearing a word of affirmation. You can be a person that speaks life into others by speaking that love language. And we should be, of course, people that are experts on how to love others, right? Second one another love language is acts of service so um, Chapman talks about acts of service and the Bible is filled with this this is these are just simple simple themes throughout the scripture of what we're to be as Christian people acts of service doing something for others my love language is acts of service my wife hates that because that means every time like the house is really clean and she does the dishes I'm like beaming I'm like Oh, I love you so much. She's like, wouldn't it be better if you had a different love language? It would be a lot simpler. I wouldn't have to, you know. But that's what, you know, that's what is my love language. And we've learned that with one another. And now my wife appreciates it when, you know, I I clean the house and do the dishes. Because she knows I'm, I'm, I'm spreading love to her. That's how I'm saying it. But acts of service... Is a simple way to do that, and that all throughout Scripture, this is the pictures that we're getting. This is what we are going to be about over the next month. Is we're going to be trying to do these surprising acts of kindness, surprising acts of service, surprising things that like help a neighbor out and brings you know brings people together and brings joy to others. And you saw those demonstrations of that like in some of the videos that we watched. So over the next week, you know, we're going to continue to finish passing out our bags. Which is for our food bank that we stock up all year, and we we deliver food to our neighbors that have a need all year long. And so, like doing that act of service to our community, um, uh, it, it's a great way to demonstrate who we are. Just yesterday, I decided, you know, it was kind of nice out, and um, I went out for like an hour and passed out a few bags. And I was going around, and I was going to neighbors' houses and. You know, um, kind of like Connie, trying to avoid people a little bit, you know, because we all have that kind of kind of fear or whatever. I rolled around the corner, and, you know, the worst thing happened when you're passing out bags is I'm trying to, like, be a, like a ninja and just drop it and just take off. But some guy's sitting right there on the front porch, like on the stairs. So I come around the corner, and he's sitting there, and he's got four or five beer cans next to him. And he's, he's sitting there, and he didn't look happy. At that moment, and I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go. But here's kind of how I do it: is I'm like, when we're doing the bags, I'm like, "Hey, we're doing a food drive for the neighborhood. So, like, if you want to do, a, if you want to, like, put something in the bag, you can, and we'll pick it up the next Saturday." And I like, like, it's okay. I'm not trying to sell you anything. Uh, I see that you have solar panels on your se- your roof, and I'm sure that you have a subscription to the Denver Post. I'm not trying to sell anything. Um, And so that's kind of like, that's kind of how I do it. I'm kind of like, like toss it and run. And he was like, all of a sudden, like this grumpy guy that probably thought I was selling him a Kirby vacuum cleaner was like, was like, that's pretty cool. And I was like, oh, okay, we're doing okay here. And he was like, he was like... And it was weird, and it was probably, you know, there was some other factors there, maybe the four beers that he had consumed. However, he, he, I think for a moment, he even got a little emotional. He's like, that's really cool that you guys do that for the neighborhood. And it's like, wow. And I was like, I was kind of speechless. I should have had, like, the words of affirmation, like, ready to go right there, but I was not expecting this conversation uh, with the nice gentleman, and and I was just like, well, thanks, you know, and uh, it's really, really good to meet you. And, you know, we're, you know, I was just kind of moving on. I, I, I didn't say very much. And then I was at the next door over and he kind of looked over at me and he yelled out. He's like, I am going to make things right. I was like, are you, are you talking to me? I don't know what's going, I don't know what's going on. And, like, I couldn't quite process it, but I went around, and I, I just started praying for the man, and, and like, I, 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 like, stopped myself, and I was going to loop back around and try to, try to talk to him. I did loop back around, and he was, he was not there, but I was, just, I was just struck by that little moment. It was like something touched this person when he saw an act of service, and that's what happens because guess what? People aren't used to a real act of kindness. People aren't used to a genuine uh, act of kindness where they're not trying to get something in return. That's not our world, right? Everybody's got an angle. Everybody's trying to get something. Everybody's trying to do what you know, like do something has some agenda. A sincere act of service that is for the other person is is moving to people. And it's really countercultural it's interesting in the scripture where Jesus on a number of occasions or Jesus uh, once was talking about when like times would get bad and persecution would be bad and like the culture would turn away from God, and it was summed up by him saying, "The love of many will go cold that's kind of like that's what will happen and in our culture and time there may you know, there, there is some turning that has happened. And so a genuine act of love is surprising. People aren't used to it. It's out of the ordinary. And it stands out. So there's words of affirmation. There's act of service. Third one is receiving gifts. Um, we're not much gift givers in our family, uh, Christmas is kind of like pat on the back and uh, maybe a fancy meal and that kind of stuff It's not necessarily what we do in our home and we understand that and so our birthdays and Christmas are pretty simple And we don't do that much but but being able to give something to someone or share with someone Something else is a powerful thing that many people that is to them how they get receive love um after we pick up our bags I get the opportunity to, you know, kind of receive phone calls all throughout the year of people that, like, really need some food. And going and helping them out and dropping off that food is one of the most powerful things that I get an opportunity to do every year. You know, and there's dozens of families around here and, you know, for a lot of confidentiality reasons I wish I could take all of you with us, but I really can't because they're kind of context in the school. And there's privacy concerns and things like that. But I just want you to understand that as we do things like this, that there's many people's homes that we show up to and they tell me stories about I lost, I lost a job and I don't know what to do next and this and that and this. At every time, I'm always thinking, man, I wish I could do more. I wish I could do more. But that simple box of food even though it will run out and it will not solve their problems, sometimes is just that opportunity in that moment to be able to really impact somebody else's life. Giving and receiving gifts. A fourth one is quality time. Uh, I was so moved and just touched by the block party I went to a month ago where we just, neighbors got together and hung out and there was just Kind words and all this different stuff. I've been to neighborhoods where the only words between neighbors were about, you know, uh, hey, you need, to, you need to pull those weeds and you need to get your dog under control. That kind of conversations, And that, there was none of that. And it was all positive. And it was hanging out. And it was getting to know one another. So thank you for that example, Andre and Connie, that sometimes you have – if you want to know your neighbor, you probably better know their name right If you want to love your neighbor, you probably have to carve out a little bit of time in your life to like be able to have a conversation with them, right? You probably have to carve out a little bit of time in your life in order to like be open to like those interruptions in the schedule. Instead of just like, hey, roll into the house, open the garage, shut it behind. Like there there has to be some kind of space. For relationship to form. And so quality, I mean, it's just, it's just a fact. Quality time is an essential part of relationships. The fifth love language, we're not going to get into too much. It's physical touch. Give them a high five, okay? Um, uh, that, that's uh, a little bit different domain, okay? But um, the scripture says, greet one another with a holy kiss, Right? Anybody? Any take? No. Um, (laughs) We should be experts on how to demonstrate love to those around us. Sounds kind of weird, but we should be experts on this. We should be experts in our home. We should be experts with our neighbors. We should be experts in our relationship with God and really... This is the first things That it means to be a Christian It sounds odd and it sounds unusual But really, like the first thing that we should really Like be thinking about and evaluating In our relationship with God Is our love for others growing And how are we giving love to others Let's be clear The reason that we do this and ultimately our aim is because I believe with my whole heart that the hope of every person in this room and the hope of everyone in the world is a relationship with our Creator. That's it. That's the story. The story and the point of it all is to be reconciled to our Creator. It's to love God. That's the point of it all. And so as we do this... We have an awareness and an openness that there's a bigger story that's going on. There is love that we can give to others, but at some point there is a limit to that. Because we cannot save other people. And really the only thing that will truly give them hope is if they find a relationship with their creator. What happens when we love our neighbors is we have an opportunity and an open door to share the most powerful story that has ever been told. That the God of the universe came to this earth for us. That God gave up his life for us. That God, when we were sinners and were rejecting him and would disobey him, would still come to our world on our terms, walk among us, and give up his life for us. This is the ultimate love that will change everything. This is an area that we should be experts in. Will you join me in prayer? God, sometimes I get focused on items of secondary importance. Sometimes I get caught up in things that are just mundane and not essential. God, help me to understand your love. Help me to be an expert in this idea of loving my neighbor. God, help me to be known for being a person that loves others. God, it's my prayer for everyone in this room that the love for others would grow in our hearts. That when we see others struggling, when we see others in pain, when we see other things going on, that you would fill our hearts with compassion and love for other people. God, we thank you for your unconditional love. We thank you for coming to the earth, dying for us, for loving us through all of our rebellion and sin. God, thank you. God, I pray over the next couple of weeks as we do these little acts of kindness. That it wouldn't be just kind of these small gestures, but it would be something that demonstrates so much more. There would be something that opens up doors for us to explain to people what this world is all about. help our love to demonstrate your love to our neighbors